Hello and welcome back to episode two of the FTK podcast. That's people from the kingdom coming together for the kingdom to further the kingdom. I'm Kevin Cruz and I'm here with my co-host Natalia Villas. Hey y'all. And today we will share with you our testimonies as we try to give you a better idea of who we are and where we come from. So I just want to go ahead and uh, just share a little bit about myself and, and my testimony. So as you know, my name is Kevin Cruz. I'm currently 23 of Hispanic descent, uh, with both my parents being born in El Salvador. So naturally, I'm a Salvadoran American. I was born in Fairfax, Virginia, but grew up in Alexandria, Virginia and Woodbridge, Virginia, because my parents uh, moved back and forth growing up as, you know, rent prices would increase on their apartment leases. Uh, growing up, I always had a different school each year until middle school. My parents, all, uh, my parents did their best to maintain the family and always provide us with meals, put clothes on our backs, and by our backs, I mean my younger brother and sister. I'm the oldest. They did a great job, I, I, I like to say, and I like to remind them as well. I was blessed with some great parents. And my dad, who came into the picture at a young age, years after my biological father left my life, that's one thing that surprisingly has never really bothered me. And maybe it's just that I was blessed with a great hardworking stepdad that taught me how to be a man the best he could. Uh, But I call him dad, though. None of that stepdad funny business. The one thing I didn't grow up with was knowing who God was. My mom would sometimes hit the father's prayer in Spanish with us before we went to bed, but man, I only knew the first two lines. Padre nuestro que estás en los cielos, santificado sea tu nombre. And I rarely ever went to church. When I did as a youth, nothing stuck with me. So the first time I ever went to church because I wanted to was at the age of 20. I never opened up the Bible and didn't know if Jesus was God or if he was God's son. Uh, Growing up, I accumulated bad habits and feelings. I had had a lot of anger in me, uh, just developed in my childhood for various reasons. I had a lot of hatred. Uh, lust, uh, just a violent person that was just bottling all of these problems in the in the inside, and this all stemmed from the way I was treated. Uh, you know, when you have uh, different people treat you bad, and in different situations, it stemmed from things that I watched and listened to from movies and music. Uh, I would definitely like to key in on the importance of how, you know, what kind of movies and music we watch really do end up yeah, just like kind of molding us and feeding us, uh, feeding us differently. Like if you listen to music that curses a lot and, uh, you know, talks about women and money and, um, drugs, like you're bound to want to learn more about that so you can relate with the artists uh, and, you know, stuff like that. And it wasn't just movies and music. Uh, I was exposed to uh, other kids that I went to school with who um, 
you know, their parents probably try their best to educate them and give them a good life, but um, they got their hands on things that they shouldn't have, and they brought that to school, and, uh, you know, there's peer pressure involved. You you hear about things, and you want, you're curious as a kid to find out more, do your own research and stuff. But fast forward to college, um, that this is probably the the climax of my testimony, and I wrote about it on my blog, which you can check out at uh, kevincruiswrites.wordpress.com. Um, at this time, I was looking for a new job, and I found Chewy's, and I was just getting introduced to the wrong crowd and the wrong things, and I ended up just living a, a life of just partying and filling myself with bad substances and um, doing things that I, I knew were bad and I shouldn't have been doing. And um, it just got really bad to the point where I was depressed and um, I really needed help because the things that I thought were bringing me joy and, um, or not joy, but, you know, pleasure and happiness uh, were, you know, slowly just killing me. And uh, when I needed help, I, I had to go to God, like these other things, you know, money, drugs, women, none of these things were, were satisfying me. I needed something greater. I had this hole in my heart from that depression. And it wasn't the first time that I had noticed that I, I just felt this emptiness. Um, and so I was invited to church by my friend Jamia. I checked her church out. And at the same time, my, my family had just been uh, saved. As I mentioned before, we didn't grow up uh, in the faith, uh, going to church and stuff. So my, my family had just been saved and I was just the only one that hadn't been saved. And so my mom was inviting me. Uh, my friend Jamia invited me. I checked out Jamia's because I wanted to go to a church where I could understand language since I'm a pri uh, I am primarily speak English, although I do know how to speak Spanish. Um, Got to put that out there before anybody bashes me. But, yeah, so I uh, checked the church out. And I didn't go again for maybe another month or two or even three. I can't really recall uh, recall how many months it was before I stepped in that church again. But, you know, during that time where I didn't go, like, it, things didn't get better. And so to me, I just, I, I just couldn't keep running away from God. And so... Today, I just I just give thanks to God for what he saved me from, from all of the things that I mentioned uh, before. And um, I give him thanks for continuing to save me, you know, on a daily basis, because it's so easy to uh, just go back to the way that you lived before. It's so easy to um, 
go back to things that you were comfortable doing because we've accumulated these bad habits and you don't really understand that they're bad habits until, you know, you pick up the Bible and you see what God says about certain things and, um, you know, you get pride out of the way and say, you know what, you know, I'm going to believe, I'm going to believe this. I, I feel that God's speaking to me and I'm going to get whatever prideful thoughts that have formed in my head thinking who I believe God is and what he thinks is appropriate. And I'm going to stick to this, to the, to the word. And so, yeah, today I just give thanks for all the changes that God has done in my life and continues to do. And like the Psalmist David couldn't have said it better in, in Psalms 18, one of my favorite Psalms, the cords of death entangled me. The torrents of destruction overwhelmed me. The cords of the grave coiled around me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called to the Lord. I cried to my God for help. From his temple, he heard my voice. My cry came before him into his ears. And that's uh, Psalms 18, uh, 4 through 6 in the New International Version. So there's there's a bit about my testimony. You know, if I were to go up to anybody and somebody just want to know a little bit about me, you know, it's always going to be different. I mean, I, I heard uh, Lecrae's testimony the other day, and I watched two separate videos, and they were they were a bit different from each other. And it's just, you know, sometimes God just wants to share certain things with the people who are gonna gonna watch, the people that are gonna listen, because He knows how they're going to be affected by it and he knows that they need to listen to it. So, uh, yeah, there's my testimony. Uh, Nat, would you be so kind to, uh, share yours? Yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh. I think this is the first time Kev that I've actually heard, um, your testimony at this level. Of course, kind of like you said, we've shared bits and pieces before, but I haven't really heard as much as I've heard, up until now so thank you for sharing and man I love that psalm it was absolutely beautiful um but yeah I actually grew up kind of in a similar background as Kevin was stating um of course as you guys know my name is Natalie I am another one of the co-hosts on this show and I grew up in mostly a single family um, like my mom was a single mom, um, essentially my whole childhood. And I'm 24 years old now. I'm going to go kind of back and forth, so just bear with me. But I'm 24 now. I have lived in Woodbridge, Virginia, just about my whole life. I was born in Peru, and I came to Woodbridge when I was like around four or five. Uh, both my parents are Peruvian. They were born and raised there. My older sister was born and raised there. And then the rest of my younger siblings have been all born in Woodbridge slash Burke um, area of Virginia. And yeah, my parents kind of split up at a really young age. I was maybe like in kindergarten and um, that kind of caused a lot of deep rooted heart issues in my heart. To me, it was hard to understand why the man who was put in my life to love me and to take care of me was leaving 
um, I always equaled my dad and my mom splitting as to my dad leaving me. And it wasn't until later on in life when I realized that was farther from the truth. But as a young child, it can be kind of hard to interpret the pain that comes and is associated with divorce, you know? So, uh, yeah, that was just kind of a bit about my childhood. Like I said, grew up in, was, grew up in Peru, came to Woodbridge, and uh, my parents split up at a really young age. I also, Kevin, moved around quite a bit. Um, I think I went to like four different elementary schools <laughs> from kindergarten up to fifth grade. Uh, we were always moving around, just like you said in your case, always trying to find the best deal possible in the midst of inflating uh, rents, <laughs> prices increasing. So, yeah, we tried to find the best deal possible and we just moved around a lot. It wasn't really up until, I think, fifth grade when we actually found a townhouse and we stayed there for about 10 years. So a lot of my memories, a lot of my childhood, a lot of my um preteen years were spent there up until high school actually so really a lot of my teen years too I was for the most part a pretty good kid I'd never really behaved bad I was kind of quiet and passive most of my childhood with people outside of my family home inside of my family home I'm pretty sure all of my siblings would attest that I was crazy Uh, I was always loud and running around but outside of my home I didn't feel comfortable to really show who I was. I was actually severely bullied in fifth grade to the point that I would come home and I would want to take my life at a very young age. And that was something that no one really taught me. Um, That was something that I wasn't watching on TV. So now, years later, as I'm in my 20s and as I've lived most of my 20s um, with Jesus, now I can reflect and just see how the enemy was plotting and scheming on my life even then um which of course we all know that he comes to kill steal and destroy so that should come at no surprise but yeah at a very young age I had those thoughts um moving on kind of towards my middle school age I went through a stage where I didn't even believe in God Uh, my family has more of a Catholic background um it's more of a traditional Catholic background so I grew up I grew up knowing who God was and um but there was no relationship on my end. Um I went to Catholic like Sunday school and I did like the confirmation classes. I actually ended up doing my first communion um in the Catholic Church, uh which is really like an introduction of who Jesus is. And then for my communion, which is basically kind of in my opinion, it's equivalent to what an adult baptism would be in the Christian community. Um, I could be wrong, but this is just from my personal experience, and um, I did not want to do my communion. The communion, basically, you're attesting your faith in Christ in the Catholic Church. So I went to all the classes, and prior to actually confirming, I just told my mom I didn't want to do it. And she was like, okay, (laughs) because at that point I had gone through all the classes, so I just didn't feel comfortable proceeding. And I think it's because I knew deep in my heart that I didn't know who this Jesus person was. And I, quite frankly, didn't care so much at that time for a relationship. So I was like, why would I do this? But yeah, it was really cool that my mom listened to me and she didn't force me to confirm. My mom's always been very like open-minded and always wanted us to explore kind of any religious route that we were interested in. Um, 
So yeah, she's always been kind of supportive on that side. But yeah, middle school, I went through a whole stage where I didn't believe in God. And I was just like, there's no way there's a God. I've been through so many hard times. I was struggling a lot with my mental health. I'm like, how could a loving God allow me to go through all the things that I've gone through at such a young age? Um, And that part of my life quickly ended, like that season of me not believing in the existence of a God, which I'm very grateful that did not continue to exist in my life. I moved on to high school and very quickly I just started smoking pot, got involved in a scene where people would just smoke pot, drink, Um, people would be very sexually active. I was involved in a really crazy scene actually. There was one month in high school where I remember literally smoking every single day, every single day. I think by the time I had graduated, I had already tried coke. I had been smoking pot. I almost got expelled from school for possession of marijuana. I put my parents through a lot of turmoil, through a lot of hard times. I was a very difficult child. I think I completely caught them off guard because elementary school and middle school, I was, you know, quiet kid at school, got good grades. Um, So for me to enter into high school and get involved in that scene, I think really shocked them. Uh, My parents had actually gotten back together when I was in high school. And now reflecting back, I really think that was something that kind of um, affected me, not in a positive way. And I just lashed out and I behaved really badly. After high school, I moved away to North Carolina and I lived on um my I lived with my friend in her apartment and it was a one bedroom apartment her and her boyfriend lit slept in the one bedroom and I slept on the couch um I didn't have a car I moved there with literally no money so I would walk to my job and I think that was like my second gig as a server so I would walk every day 20 30 minutes um to the my job I would walk back late at night from my job sometimes if I had made enough money I would take a taxi back to the apartment just to not have to walk. And um, during that time, I really realized that there's no one um, that I knew that was going to love me as much as my family loved me. So after some hard times there and an explosive fight with my friend's boyfriend, I moved back to Virginia. I started working um, at a job for this corporate, this huge corporate company. And during that time is uh, when I started getting closer to my cousin that, you know, Kevin, that you're really good friends with my cousin, Josh. And I started talking to him a lot and I was still smoking pot, you know, still drinking every once in a while, but really pot was my drug of choice. That was my vice. And Josh just started really like talking to me about Jesus. Now, Jesus had been pursuing me since high school, and that'll have to be a story for another time. Um, But uh, Josh just really started talking to me about Jesus, Jesus this, Jesus that, Jesus changed my life. And I'd be like, yeah, man, I know who Jesus is. I'm a Christian. I had professed his name in high school. Um, And it wasn't really until I had to encounter Christ for myself that I realized, whoa, he's not just a God that's far away from us. He's someone that is closer than we think, you know? He is literally the air that we breathe. He's omnipresent, like he's with us at all times. And I didn't really understand that until I encountered Christ for myself, 
which was um, prior, my cousin had gotten baptized, I think in like August of 2017. And right before his baptism, I had went up to Buffalo, New York to see one of my friends who is actually a believer. And um, we were just spending some time together. And she invited me to her church the Sunday that I was there. And I went and I experienced church like I had never experienced church in my life. Um, The worship band had on uh, skinny jeans and their jeans were ripped (laughs) and they had um, like cool shirts and cool like they're wearing flannels and like denim jackets and like the the singer of the worship band had really long hair and they were all drinking coffee like throughout the service and the pastor came up and he didn't give this hour sermon he went up there maybe give 30 40 minute sermon and to be honest I don't really remember the sermon it wasn't anything that radically changed my life but I think to me what was so interesting was the environment so when I came back to Woodbridge after all this time of my cousin talking to me about Jesus he was like hey I'm getting baptized you want to come and I was like yeah sure why not whatever So I didn't really even know what that meant. I was like, why are you getting baptized? I thought you got baptized when you were a baby. Because again, I grew up in a Catholic background. So um, I got baptized when I was a baby. So I was like, what's happening? But whatever. So I went and something landed in my heart. And I believe it was a seed from the Lord. And on my way back down here, I actually should backtrack a little bit. On my way back down from Buffalo, I was in the car and I prayed what I didn't know was a prayer, but I was like, hey, God, like, if I could find a church just like this, where they brew coffee in the service, and the worship band's cool, and they play cool music, like, you know what, God, like, I could really see myself serving you then, you know, so that was such a stupid prayer, but (laughs) God is faithful, man, and he'll meet us where we're at, so I came back to Woodbridge, like I was saying, my cousin invited me to his baptism, I went, something um, touched my heart, and then at that time, my cousin's church, which is now my church, had gone on a retreat. So they went on the retreat. And when they came back from the retreat, in that mean, like in that frame of that church, of um, our church going to that retreat, I wasn't there. I was at home. Um, and I gave my life to Christ on a Tuesday night in my bedroom, September 26th of 2017. I sat in my room and I said, okay, God, if you're real, I need to know. Let's do this. I'm going to wake up tomorrow and do the whole Christian thing. Um, And that was that. I didn't say a sinner's prayer. I just said that. And Jesus, again, met me where I was at, man. I woke up the next day, and I would like to tell you that my life was radically changed, that I felt totally different. But the truth is, I didn't. Um, When Josh and everybody came back from that retreat, I actually went to go um, pick him up at church and he was just telling me how crazy it was and how good it was and how it changed his life and this, that, and the third. And I was like, wow, it's so awesome. I'm so happy to hear that. And little by little, I started going to church. And um, that's just how it happened. I just kept going and going and going in pursuit of this man named Jesus. And um, my life has never been the same. You know, it's been a slow progress for me. Um, as I mentioned, I had a lot of deep-rooted issues. I struggled a lot with um, a lot of sexual perversion in my life. I struggled with a lot of um, abuse of alcohol. I struggled a lot with pot. So it was um, a really hard transition. 
Um, but man, Jesus will walk with us and he'll hold our hands throughout the process. And he is just so faithful. And, um, like you said, Kev, there's just so much. I feel like every time I share my testimony, it's always different. And it's because like you said, you know, God always wants to get a specific message across, but, um, and it's always going to change. It's going to sound different as we continue to go. But I actually, before I end it, I actually really want to end this with my favorite chapter in the Bible. And I won't read the whole chapter, but I just want to read a little bit from it. It's from Isaiah 53. And this chapter has radically transformed my life. To me, it depicts the gospel so freaking well in just one chapter. Um, And it's so beautiful. it starts off in Isaiah 53. I'm reading NLT. And it says, Who has believed our message? To whom has the Lord revealed his powerful arm? My servant grew up in the Lord's presence like a tender green shoot, like a root in dry ground. There was nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance, nothing to attract us to him. He was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows, acquainted with deepest grief. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care. Yet it was our weaknesses he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. But he was pierced for our rebellion crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. All of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We have left God's paths to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. He was oppressed and treated harshly, yet he never said a word. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep is silent before the shearers, He did not open his mouth. Unjustly condemned, he was led away. No one cared that he died without descendants, that his life was cut short in midstream. But he was struck down for the rebellion of my people. He had done no wrong and had never deceived anyone. But he was buried like a criminal. He was put in a rich man's grave. But it was the Lord's good plan to crush him. Again, verse 10 says, it was the Lord's good plan to crush him and cause him grief. Yet when his life is made an offering for sin, he will have many descendants. He will enjoy a long life and the Lord's good plan will prosper in his hands. Um, Again, that's Isaiah 53, 1 through 10 in the NLT. Um you can keep going. There's more verses. Um, it goes all up until it's actually two more verses, but they're kind of long. So I won't go into them. But if you have an opportunity, read Isaiah 53. Um, I pray in Jesus name that both of these testimonies have encouraged you. And I'm sure as the Lord leads us to continue in this podcast show journey, that you'll be able to hear more bits and pieces of our testimonies as well as I'm excited a lot of our really good brothers and sisters in Christ are going to be coming on and sharing their testimonies as well. And our testimonies are ours um, to share, yet they belong to the Lord because he's the one who has done this work 
um, in us and through us for his glory. And I pray that they bless you. And I pray that if you don't know Jesus, that you seek him. Because as it says in verse 10 of Isaiah 53, it was the Lord's good plan to crush him and to cause him grief for us. He was whipped so that we could be made whole. And um, I know sometimes it can be difficult to understand that. But again, I just pray that you seek him. The Bible says, if you seek, that you will find. If you seek Jesus, you will find him. That is guaranteed. You just have to seek him wholeheartedly and genuinely. But I think that's all from me. Kevin, any last words? No last words here. Thank you for sharing your testimony, Nat. And I'm uh, in in, in agreement with you in that prayer that it will reach where it needs to reach. Yes, exactly. If you have struggled with addiction to alcohol, if you have struggled with addiction to drugs, pot, cocaine, whatever, your drug of choices, if you have struggled with same-sex attraction, if you have struggled with sexual perversion, if you have struggled with your identity, if you have struggled with mental health, if you have struggled with anything that life can bring, I promise you there is a man who died for you, yet he resurrected, so therefore he is still alive, and he is omnipresent, and he literally just wants to be able to love on you and call you by name and spend time with you and his name is jesus and he has changed kevin's and i's life so radically and he is growing us Mm -hmm. and stretching us every day he meets us every day so i think i'm going to stop talking now but i pray again that this blesses you in jesus name And we will see you on the next episode of FTK Podcast. That is people from the kingdom coming together for the kingdom to further the kingdom. God bless you.